to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with the hot dogs at Disney. <laughs> um, driver's license with a special teen guest. And cringe mode, sex and the city, the movie. Really fun one. Really good episode. <laughs> I'm extremely excited to record. Follow us on Twitter at tea time underscore 33. And then on Instagram, we're at tea time pod. Okay, before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, first category. We're starting out really strong. The news appeared this week and we could not think of one cohesive category to name this. So you got a little bit of everything. We have some relationship news, some not worth the tea, some social media. I'm just going to do bits and pieces. It's a category mashup. So first, uh, very important to me, Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan are Instagram official. And it's the most beautiful couple I've literally ever seen with my two eyes. Lori Harvey is the stepdaughter of Steve Harvey, uh, someone we love at tea time. And then obviously Michael B. Jordan is Michael B. Jordan, the sexiest man alive. <laughs> and they went Instagram official. They've been linked together for a couple months, but it's, you know, it's out there. It's public now. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the media was annoying because Lori Harvey got all this attention because she's been linked to, you know, various people like Future and Trey Songs and Justin Combs and then his father, Diddy. Regardless, nobody, Both no male— them? Both yes. of them? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but no man is ever subject to that. Yeah. So we're just going to say, go Lori Harvey. And yeah. I wish I had your looks, honestly. Honestly, it's bag the sexiest man alive. What a time. What a yeah. Hell yeah. So much better than future. Ew. Yeah. Really. <laughs> True. As long as she's upgrading as she goes. She, and like, she clearly is. So. She's right. at the top, though. I feel Get like it. Michael B. Jordan's sexiest yeah. man alive. Right. Where do you where do you go from here? <laughs> exactly. Marriage. <laughs> a child. I don't know. Yes. Also in relationship news, Riz Ahmed, our guy. We don't get to talk about him very often. He's pretty no. low key. But uh, love Riz. He revealed this week on The Tonight Show that he got married during lockdown. You know, so sad for the single women of the world, but good for him. Uh, and good for his wife, who is a novelist. Her name is Fatima Farheen Mirza. 
And they have a super cute, like, meeting story. Just sounds like a rom-com. He was working on his movie, The Sound of Metal. She was working on a book. And they sat down in a cafe together and were, like, jostling over the laptop plug point. And, like, like... And that's how they met. They were like meeting, working next to each other on their laptops. And I assume that was pre-lockdown because you can't go to cafes now. But yeah, yeah, and then now they're married and they were like quietly married during lockdown, like in a backyard with their friends and family. So he's off the market, but extremely cute. Um, Okay. Pivoting to social media. Uh, As we said, this is a mashup. This is very random. (laughs) But... (laughs) You know, over the course of quarantine, TikTok and the internet have become sort of obsessed with like these strange <laughs> comfort, like specific corners and oh like God. things. So, you know, we had the cottage core obsession, the grandma core obsession mm-hmm. that we talked about. And the obsession of the week is sea shanty TikTok, <laughs> uh, which I'm ashamed to say I did. Not ashamed. I guess I'm proud to say I did know about before this week. It had already found oh. its way to me on TikTok. <laughs> and so it's there are a bunch of pieces about it on the Internet and like why it happened. Catherine Van Arendonk wrote a really good one uh, for Vulture. And the main sea shanty that is super popular is called Wellerman. And it's been stuck in my head all week. (laughs) And there are all these TikToks where people are like, the one that has really, uh, has really sort of made its way around are these two guys in the car. And one of them's like, get this man off the ox court because the other one is playing sea shanties. And then it's like this character development over the course of the video where he like gets more and more into the sea shanty. Ooh. And at the end, he's like harmonizing. And uh, there are just a lot of theories as to why this has suddenly become so popular. Catherine Van Arendonk wrote, what I think is a great point is that sea shanties are literally made to bring people together in very difficult conditions and oh. like unite people and mm-hmm. people who, you know, were alone in the ocean and like True. facing the odds, just bringing people together with a, just a, a strong melody and a strong beat. That's true. Uh, the so melodies very, are beautiful. They are they beautiful. Are. Yeah. The, and, you know, duets, TikTok yeah. has the whole stitching thing where you can, one person can sing one part and then another person can add another part. And that's sort of like how sea shanties go is like all these different people collaborating. So it's just very pure. And I just really enjoy it. I love that we have, instead of like, you know, falling into some sort of horrible internet corner, we've like decided to elevate this very pure thing <laughs> uh, in like month 11 of lockdown. True. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I'm very into sea shanty TikTok. Send me your sea shanties uh, because I need to get this one out of my head. <laughs> and then finally, also in social media, not finally, <laughs> just for this segment of this mashup category, to all the boys I love before, always and forever, Lara Jean, very long title, uh, the trailer's out. <laughs> um, this podcast has a long history with these movies. I think it basically came about, not because of them, but like really on the heels of the first craze. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we start doing tea time and being obsessed with Noah Centineo? We've come so far with Noah. I like to think we've grown up a little bit since that first movie came out. But yeah. God, uh, that trailer pulls you right back in, I got to say. It does. It is the longest trailer I've ever seen. It's like three <laughs> and a half minutes long. You see the entire movie. There's a prom, which is great. Really, every high school movie series needs a prom. Um, there's a spring break trip to New York. She goes to Korea as well. So yeah, I'm I'm honestly I think I'm out on Noah and then he lets out one of these damn movies and he sucks <laughs> me right back in. So we'll see. Uh but that comes out right before Valentine's Day, so I'm sure we'll be covering that. Ooh, 
I'm so excited. Extensively. We need this. We really do. We do. Um, Okay, let's pivot to two pieces of not worth the tea. Yes. Um, So Bruce Willis, I'm sure you know who he is. He was (laughs) spotted not wearing a mask at a, just a convenience store. And I guess he was asked to leave. He left. You know, now that I'm like reading this story back, I'm like, there's really nothing. It's just like, you know, wear a mask. He clearly forgot. And then there was an update and he said that he, I think he apologized. He was like, oh oh no, he said it was an error in judgment. So. So it wasn't an accident. Right. You could have just said you forgot one. Yeah. But if you made a judgment call and decided not to wear one. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I mean, like, oh my God. Here's the thing about celebrities wearing masks that I don't understand or not wearing masks. Mm -hmm. You're a celebrity. You're Bruce Willis. Why do you want people to recognize you when you go to the fucking 7-Eleven or whatever? You know what I mean? Like I, the people that should be wanting to wear masks in public and not be recognized are people like Bruce Willis who are just like running errands and don't want people taking pictures of them. But yeah, and also knowing that you are guaranteed to be photographed or paid attention to right. when you walk outside. So why would you even like why would Bruce Willis bring this upon himself besides the fact that he kind of thought maybe he like actually didn't want to wear one, which is bad judgment. Right. Okay. I, don't know. Just I don't know. Extremely unforced error on yeah. all counts. It's just like, oh my God. Yeah. You're like Come in on. The, the demographic that's like you Yeah, know, you're vulnerable, yikes. Bruce right. Willis. Vul- thank you. The vulnerable you're getting demographic. Up there. Getting up there so. in the years. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how to transition to this last piece of not worth the tea. So I'm just going to dive right in. Um, (laughs) I saw this on People this week. Really stopped me in my tracks. But I really like talking about like kind of odd things on Tea Time. Like I like (laughs) the the food news and the animal news and all the other kind of like non-celebrity related stuff (laughs) we get away with. So this is food related. Disney Springs, which I had no idea what that was. It's the outdoor shopping, dining, and like entertainment complex at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Disney Springs has now debuted this new food item called a King Dog. Mm. Um, From now until January 25th, which I also realize is like a really short amount of time. So maybe it's just like a soft open. They're seeing how the public (laughs) is going to react and then maybe they'll pull it. So it's a special hot dog. It's got a French toast, batter dipped, and cereal crusted hot dog bun. Never ending toppings like spicy peanut butter spread, banana honey mustard, chipotle berry preserve, and billionaire's bacon. That is so gross in so (laughs) many different ways. There's nothing really to like. Every piece of that is gross on a hot dog. Yeah. Yes. I can't believe it. Liz, you got to get to the best part of the story. Okay. Oh, did you read it too? Okay. I have it open right now. (laughs) Okay. I was really excited to say this last piece. Okay. So if you want to order this quote, epic hot dog, you must utter the phrase, hot dog, a hot dog, a hot diggity dog at the truck. (laughs) You couldn't pay me. Okay. Even even if I wanted this, even if you saw like a spicy peanut butter spread, banana honey yeah. mustard, chipotle berry preserve and bacon and the French toast and all of that. And you were like, yes, yeah. that last step of like <laughs> the humiliation of saying that. Yeah. Why I, did they do that? That's a punch to the gut. Like if you're going to order it, obviously something's wrong. So why would you right. have to really lean in and say that? You just got to say, I feel like you'd whisper it like, I want a king dog, not like exclaim this weird ass phrase. This looks disgusting. It literally yeah. looks like French toast with bacon but and a hot dog. I 
feel like the people who are going to Disney Springs right now in this window are the type of people Mm. who would yell hot diggity dog. You know what I mean? You know what? Yeah. That's true. The Venn diagram is a circle, as Kate likes to say. Okay, let's move on to the next category with our very special guest. It's our teen correspondent, Zoe Simmons, and she (laughs) is here to talk about something very important um, and a song and drama that's taken the world by storm. So Tea Time and Zoe Simmons is investigating the driver's license drama. First, welcome, <laughs> Zoe. Hi, guys. <laughs> we brought you here today for something very important because, as you know, on Tea Time, we are engaged in TikTok. We try to, like, keep up. But this is kind mm-hmm. of out of our hands. Um, mm-hmm. This is out of our scope. So please take us through Driver's License, the song by Olivia Rodrigo. What's happening, the context, everything. Take it away. Okay, so basically— Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett had a rumored relationship. They were co-stars on the show High School Musical, the musical, the series, which <laughs> dropped last, yeah, <laughs> last December. Name. Great show, but they were love interests and it was a spinoff mm. of High School Musical. Okay. But there were some rumored relationships going on last year as they were filming the show. They had been pictured together and all this stuff and everyone thought that they were dating, blah, blah, blah. But Joshua is 20 years old, I believe. And Olivia Bassett's mm. turning 18 next week. Okay. Olivia so, Rodrigo, right? Yeah. Okay. So obviously they couldn't be together considering it's illegal, whatever. <laughs> right. But, right. I Correct. mean, like when, if it was anyone who wasn't in the spotlight, it would probably work out. It's just the fact that they're in the spotlight and everyone would know that it's illegal, blah, blah, blah. So it just didn't work out between them. So they kind of had to cut that relationship off. And it seemed Olivia was a lot more invested in it than Joshua was. Mm. But there's some unwritten stuff that happened. Olivia just dropped this song last week called Driver's License, which basically rumors and breaks down the relationship and how he is just, she was really in love with this guy and he left her for a new girl, the blonde girl in the song. Right. Ain't that always how it goes? I know. The blonde girl always wins. (laughs) As a room full of brunettes, we know how that goes. I know. It's tough. It's tough. It sucks. So this blonde girl is supposedly Sabrina Carpenter, Mm -hmm. who is another Disney Channel star. She's older than Olivia Rodrigo. She's 21, I believe. Okay. But they're rumored to be dating now, and Olivia Rodrigo did not take that well. I mean, so, who would? Right. Who would? Exactly. <laughs> and she's like, Sabrina Carpenter is beautiful and right. she's like majestic and she's been in the scene for a long time. So yeah, that's lyrics, a tough one. The lyrics yeah. are like, she's everything. She's so much older than me. She's everything mm. I'm insecure Ooh. about. Blah, blah, like, blah, blah, blah. So deep. And it's <laughs> as a high school girl and going through drama like this, it's, I totally feel her pain. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think we sucks. all do. It's a timeless. <laughs> it is. Timeless it really pain. is. It's a timeless bop. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's blown up on yeah. TikTok. And just in general, right? Yeah, it's huge. It's the biggest song right now. It's I think it actually beat Taylor Swift yeah, on the she, charts. She set a Spotify record for the most streams in a day for a non-holiday song. And she keeps wow. beating her own records. Like January 11th, it had 15.17 million global streams. Then the next day, it was 17 million. It just like keeps beating itself. It's really it's crazy. Dang. Yeah. So yeah. After this song had dropped, an hour after Olivia Rodrigo posted about her song dropping, Joshua Bassett posted he's releasing his song, Lie, Lie, Lie. (laughs) So I didn't know it was called Lie, Lie, Lie. Oh my God. Everyone's like, what's going on here? Because obviously the two songs have something going on between them. Right. And so Joshua released his song last night. 
And I watched both music videos. And (laughs) one similarity was they filmed basically in the same place for a majority of the scenes. So that was one thing. Yeah. So they were filming in the same place. It looked like the same type of car that they were using. It does. Yeah. (laughs) That's messed up. That's messed up. And then he also used some foreshadowing with he had a scene of him in a red glowing light and Olivia Rodrigo in her song, she talks about the red light. He had a scene in the red light with a girl with blonde hair, probably Sabrina Carpenter and them arguing in the car. Oh, okay. But what is lie, lie, lie? So I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Is he accusing Olivia Rodrigo of li- about lying? About their Supposedly about their relationship. Oh okay, got but it. But the lyrics are just so contradicting and like horrifying because this poor girl, she just released a song. She brought her heart out to everyone, like super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then he released a song that's completely saying like, no, this is not how it went. Like you're lying to the public. You're lying to yourself. And those are basically the lyrics. You've been lying to yourself, lie to everyone else, only thinking about yourself, Uh, darling, what the hell? (laughs) Damn. And she says you're acting oh so innocent, like I'm the only one to blame. Because obviously when driver's license came out, everyone was like on Olivia Rodrigo's side. Oh, totally. This is the other side of it. Oh my God. So here's here's what I don't get about Lie, 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 is the reason that we're all so obsessed with this drama is that you can watch it play out over... Like, we can tie every lyric in driver's license to something that we know happened. Like, she talked in an interview about how he taught her to drive in an in-and-out parking lot. Like, we know that he drives a white car. We know that Sabrina Carpenter is older and blonde. You know what I mean? So I'm like, Mm -hmm. uh, what is she lying about? Because we, as a (laughs) public, we have have the evidence. We've verified everything. That's why we're obsessed. So I don't quite know where he's uh, going with that. (laughs) I know. And it's... I don't, it's just everyone villainized Joshua since Mm -hmm. everything had happened because Mm -hmm. obviously everyone took Olivia's side. And even in the show, Joshua was a love interest. Everyone was obsessed with him. I remember like last year, he was the heartthrob. Everyone was constantly talking about him. And now he's being bashed on the internet (laughs) and he's posting TikToks with Sabrina, which is like, well, I mean, I guess. But Zoe, you know. can I ask you a question about High School the Musical, the musical of the series? Or of course. <laughs> Are they, is that an ongoing show? Like, will there be more seasons where yeah, presumably oh my God. all of these Season people two is dropping. <laughs> it's dropping, I think, pretty soon, actually. Because last year it came out around this time. Next okay. year, and this year it's coming out. So is so, it a popular show? Like It's you, very popular. Okay, All my wow. friends have watched it. Wow. I just made my wow. mom rewatch it with me. <laughs> it's a honestly, it's a really good show. It's very enjoyable, super easy to watch. But the fact that there's probably going to be a lot of tension considering they might have been filming after the breakup happened and all this drama went down. And because they're making songs dissing each other, basically. (laughs) Perhaps the show isn't over yet, so they would have to go back to set now after all of this stuff is aired out to the public and continue filming the series. Very much Sophia Bush and Chad Michael Murray. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And One Tree Hill back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I also, when I was looking into this, like they both wrote songs for the series. So like, it's not just like they're showing up saying their lines, singing their songs, leaving. It's like they're writing songs like for their characters to sing like from their heart. So they wrote these lyrics. They totally meant everything said, which is just, and one of the lines in her song is like, you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me, (laughs) which is, and he wrote songs. It's just, it fits so perfectly. And we have all the evidence. They haven't confirmed everything, but they've confirmed, you know? Yeah. Okay, Zoe, so what do you think Sabrina Carpenter does now? Like, has she posted anything? Does she release her own diss track? (laughs) Honestly. Who knows what? I mean, 
for the publicity part of it, it would be hilarious if she did release a song. <laughs> and considering she actually does have a really good voice and she's she's in she's in the singing industry as well. So I mean if she did that, totally ridiculous and would villainize wow. her as well, but yeah. it would it would be good. I don't know who ends up on top. I guess Olivia Rodrigo's career has now blown up as a musical oh, totally. artist, which is great. But then if you have two other people come out being like, you're a lying, dramatic teenager, kind of like you're whatever, yeah. acting all innocent and young and stuff. I don't know really ha- who wins here. Maybe Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo still. I think every, everyone wins. Yeah. Every, we're talking about these people. We had no idea who they were. No offense to the teens. <laughs> Sabrina Carpenter's career has not been doing great in recent years. Like now she's in the news. Olivia yeah. Rodrigo, people are like, she's the next Lord. And now Joshua Bassett has like that Taylor Swift X like notoriety. Oh, totally. So now, yeah. you know, as Olivia is successful, then people will be talking about him. So honestly, I think three for three, everyone wins. <laughs> and the show even with the new season yeah. coming out. Now it's going to have true. more viewers considering TikTok has blown up the sound. I mean, yeah. we're going to have to watch. So <laughs> you have to watch. It yeah. is such a good show. Totally oh, recommend wow. if okay. you like High School Musical as well. We so do. you don't have to. So, okay. So I'm looking at these lyrics to Lie, Lie, Lie. And I'm thinking that he might have come up with this in a matter of minutes because the <laughs> are, it's, it's just like you're a liar. Lie, 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 lie. So do you think, Zoe, do you think that in the end, are you more likely to believe Olivia over uh, Joshua? Because these lyrics are oh, bad. totally. And as a female, you kind of have to right. back up the girls. Good choice. But not only that, her lyrics were so much were so much more heartfelt, and yeah. you can tell she put a lot of time into it. And the songs, in my opinion, a lot better than right. "Lie, Lie, Lie." Yeah, it's like it seemed like he. He felt like he had to get a song out there because yes, he knew this song was coming absolutely. out and he needed some sort of defense. Right. So Amelia, true. you're so right. He's rhyming lie with try, <laughs> time with buy, and then he just rhymes buy with buy again. So you're right. <laughs> he was it's pressed just, for time. He was. He he really needed to get one out there. So yeah. he could. But you know what? I respect it. If he didn't do anything, yeah, it might be true. worse. It would be a missed opportunity true. if he and did another, not Another <laughs> thing that happened was Olivia had been post reposting a lot of publicity and stuff that people had been posting for her song. Like, go listen to Driver's License. It's so good. And Joshua ended up posting about it and telling Ooh. everyone to listen and that he's so proud of her and all this stuff. What? So it's also like, uh, <laughs> do you genuinely mean this and are you totally oblivious to what the rest of the world is thinking or are you doing this because you <laughs> wow. have to to not be a jerk? Wait, that's a super weird move. <laughs> I know. Like, like before or after Lie, Lie, Lie? It's gotta be before. It, it right? was before. Well, obviously, yeah, because it was before Lie 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 dropped, but everyone knew it was coming out. He had rumored it right after she said she was dropping her song. Like he knew, everyone knew it was coming. This is suspicious. <laughs> it's he, it's weird behavior. Yeah, he should have really named the song like, it's a complicated situation or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to both sides. <laughs> Seriously. Damn, that's weird. It's super oh. weird. And okay, you honestly, it. you never know. I love so it. So for the people our age and like the baseline info is we're on Olivia Rodrigo's side. Stream mm-hmm. uh, driver's license. Even though so Amelia, good. I know you said it was kind of hard for you to relate and me too because she, the whole song is like she just got her driver's license and we're <laughs> I like, feel oh my so God. old listening to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Oh. Those are it's, old emotions. It's yeah. crazy. And another thing that people are doing on TikTok or they're rewriting the songs oh. from different perspectives. So mm. someone rewrote it from Joshua's perspective, from the blonde girl's perspective. 
And then from it was so also creative. like funny ones like the driver's license, actual driver's license perspective, <laughs> and just all this like the guy behind her waiting for her to move in from Joshua Bassett's house. Oh, it's so good. funny. TikTok's so creative. It is. Love that they're streaming this song, that they're running with it, giving it the publicity it deserves. You yeah. deserve this, yes. Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. rooting for her. I feel like we got to the bottom of this. This was a very yeah. successful tea time mm-hmm. investigation. <laughs> Extremely helpful, Zoe. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. of course. Next TikTok drama, we'll be sure to call you in as well. You're For sure. awesome. I would love to break it down. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says, Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, moving right along, we've got cringe mode, sex in the city. I, for one, can't wait to talk about this with you three. I'm a huge sex in the city fan, and so is Kaya. But then you two, Amelia and Kate, don't really have the the rich history that we do at the show. Did you, at the top, enjoy this movie, Kate? I did. I actually had a great time. I've never seen a Sex in the City episode or any of the movies. Obviously, we're doing this because they're bringing back Sex in the City on HBO Max soon, supposedly without Samantha. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to give ourselves, to give me the background that one needs uh, to enjoy the reboot, we decided to watch these movies. I didn't have high expectations. I had a great time. Great. Amelia, what do you think? Did you like the movie? 
I did. I, you know, as someone who's seen maybe two or three episodes, we didn't get HBO until I uh, went off to college, sadly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I had seen the movie in theaters. I've seen both of the movies in theaters without really knowing about the show that much. Like I had mm-hmm. a, a somewhat understanding of the characters and whatnot. But yeah, I thought it was, it's like a fun movie. It's just like a fun. It's a great movie. Chick flick. Yeah. Is that okay great for me to say? Movie? Can I say chick flick okay, yeah. yeah we're oh, reclaiming yeah. we're okay. reclaiming chick flick <laughs> okay cool, time. Cool. one movie at a time okay so i feel like because i have the one with the knowledge of it i i can do the plot i feel like i do feel it. comfortable enough to yeah recap it first of all extremely long movie so a lot yes. happens um people go through whole transformations and then come back to where they originally were so essentially carrie attempts to marry big in this very grand, extravagant, Vogue-covered wedding at the public library. He doesn't get out of the car, essentially ditches her at the altar without her actually being at the altar. All crumbles. They go through this terrible breakup. She hires a personal assistant for the first time, played by Jennifer Hudson. Her name's Louise. Really great character. We can talk about that later. Then she kind of, at the very end of the movie— Decides that she still loves him. She's grown enough. It's really about like them being together, not about all the frills and the whatever else of the wedding. So they get married in City Hall. They together. Then you have the second character, Miranda. Miranda gets cheated on. Steve's kind of an ass. They like kind of separate for a bit. Then at the end, you know, who knows what happens? They kind of come together and they like, you know, smile at each other, dot, dot, dot. Maybe they end up back together. Charlotte is still with Harry. Um, they've adopted a daughter named Lily from China. And then she gets pregnant with her second daughter. That's like her storyline. And then lastly, Samantha is living in Malibu with Smith Jared. She kind of hates it. They like don't have sex as much as she wants to. She's bored. She misses her friends. Then at the end of the movie and her plot line, she realizes that, you know, the person she loves the most is herself. And she's a woman maybe meant to be alone or just like, you know, with various partners. So that's kind of the four of them and where they're at. I feel like that kind of covers the scope of the movie. Okay, let's go through some highlights. Kate, what do you have? I only have one highlight just because I generally enjoyed it. Uh, They all look amazing in this. I went in expecting like just some egregious Botox or like at least some sort of, you know, just past their glory days uh, vibes from this. Mm -hmm. Not at all. They all look really incredible. The styling was great. Uh, they all look amazing. Their mm-hmm. outfits were amazing. I was just the whole time. I was just like, damn, great job. Whoever did all of your faces. Great job. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Their bodies were banging too. like Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker is giving Jennifer Aniston like a run for her money. Yeah, like, she absolutely had that body. Like, it's Pilates it. yoga. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. they look amazing. I- I also think it captures the TV show like energy and tone just like exactly perfectly. It was not written by the same people, but the writer and creator of the TV show, Darren Starr, produced this movie and produced a second. So I'm assuming that he had like a heavy hand in how this all came together. And they did just a fantastic job. Like the movie was anchored by like Carrie's narration, just like the TV show is. And then like each major scene and plot line was like moved along by them sitting in a restaurant and kind of discussing it, which is exactly how the TV show works. And then it like revolves mm-hmm. around Carrie, but then three best friends are like also major plot points and like help carry the movie along. So freaking just really good as a fan <laughs> of the TV show. I wondered if people don't show that opinion who watch the show, but I think it was like a great back and forth. I also thought it moved pretty fast. I expressed some dismay at the fact that it was two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. uh, but I really didn't think it dragged. And I thought like for as much mm-hmm. as they packed in 
it just like really clipped along. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as someone who had never seen the show, but have, has seen the movies, I'm just like, well, maybe I should watch the show. But um, yeah. it's it's also like you can obviously watch it and have a good time watching it and not get bored. But it's also one of those mo- movies you can have on in the background while you're doing other stuff. And it's mm-hmm. kind of just like a nice little background mm-hmm. yeah. film. I, I thought that they they did like a recap in the beginning, kind of um, discussing where all the characters went over like the various seasons and they did it in like two minutes. I thought it was like a very great, quick way to just fill everybody in. Yeah, on, you know, it was everything helpful you needed to know. for me. That was for, for me sure. and I appreciated it. Sure, <laughs> for sure. Also, so Jennifer Hudson, like I said, gets hired as Carrie's personal assistant. Once she goes through the breakup, she just like has to pick up the pieces of her life and kind of reboot herself. And I really liked inserting Jennifer Hudson as this character and just like a fresh voice, fresh perspective, fresh person, because they bring back almost every single major character in this movie. And I think two and a half hours of maybe the same six people would maybe have been, you know, a bit tiresome. But Jennifer Hudson just brings like really great, fresh energy to it. And I just really loved her acting in it. Yeah, I liked her a lot, too. I forget what a good actress she is. I kind of miss that that era, the Jennifer Hudson acting era. I know. I want her to be comfort me through like a horrendous breakup. Yes, same. (laughs) Um, And then last highlight, Amelia. You know, it's small, but I appreciate the inclusion of Lily. I obviously hadn't. I'm not that I've said this like 20 times already. I've only seen a few episodes of the show, so I didn't really know about, you know, Charlotte and Harry's whole journey through pregnancy. But it was nice to see, like, because as someone who is adopted, I don't get to see myself, you know, portrayed on screen, like, at all. Like, this mm-hmm. might be the first time I've ever seen it. So it was it was nice to just be like, oh, well, that's that's cute. Okay, I can relate to that. So, yeah. Lily was, was so nice. cute, too. So <laughs> and cute. And, cute. like, yeah. the only child sex in the city has allowed to, like, be a part of the, like, content. <laughs> so I appreciated that. Definitely. Okay, let's do some lowlights. Kate, what do you got? I just think upon watching this movie, I was like, why haven't I watched this show? You know, it's up my alley. Like, I've seen a lot of shows from this era. Like, why did I never get around to this one? And my hypothesis is that I think if the men on this show were hotter, I would have watched it by now. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Wow. Because some of these guys, and it's not just the age, like whatever. I'm, you know, 25. Maybe they're too old for me. But like, can someone explain to me how Charlotte's husband happened? Because I don't understand that. Don't say that about Harry. How did Harry understand her history? You don't understand. I don't. I would love to. Man for her. Yeah. It ain't I all mean, about it's looks. like uh, a, a two wait, and a does, ten. I don't get it at all. Steve, oh my God. Does Steve do nothing for you, Kate? Steve is Steve the is only so one. Cute. Steve's actually the <laughs> yeah. only. And like, I know about Aiden, whatever. Like, there are definitely like hot ones in the history of the show, I suppose. But like, big yeah. is absolutely yeah. nothing for me. Charlotte's husband really? just. He's not no. rude to Chris Knopf. Wow. Uh, Steve, okay. <laughs> but like, in a nerdy way. Like, Steve should be like the least hot one. Everyone else should be like levels above <laughs> him. In my opinion. What about uh, Smith Jared? Oh, you like him? Fine. Like in a, you know, in like, he doesn't have any chemistry, you know, he's just like a face. So yeah, that's <laughs> my low light, honestly. And that's why I genuinely, why damn. I don't think I've watched the show before. Wow. Crickets. Crickets. I see. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Um, uh, my low light was they did try to cram a lot. It worked for the most part, but like, 50 minutes in, Big leaves her at the wedding. And I was just like, that's a lot of movie 
to do before kind of like the inciting incident happened. Mm. So it's just a lot. Maybe could have spread it out over a couple seasons, but I appreciate it. Um, what's your next low light, Kate? Uh, this movie just really made me like miss wearing clothes and going places. I have worn mm-hmm. jeans twice in the past 11 months, and that's my new formal wear. And I honestly miss like looking nice and seeing people. And this that's all this movie is. Literally all this movie yeah. is, is like dressing up, being with friends yep. in public places. And I was just like, wow, I have been alone for so long. That's so true, though. <laughs> I, it's so true. I had the exact same reaction. Alone and ugly for so long. <laughs> I just want to put on makeup and I want my shoes to hurt my feet for once. Uh, so, you know, that, that hit that. a little different than maybe it was intended. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. It made me miss New York. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. New York. I know. Yeah. Just vibrant city yeah. things going on. People going places. I was like, <sighs> God dang it. That sounds nice. <laughs> um, uh, And then other low light is like, so Carrie, as she goes to this like come to Jesus breakup moment, she dyes her hair like really rich, mm. true brown. And I think mm-hmm. after seven years of watching her on this TV show, being like the, the classic Carrie Bradshaw blondish, it just was like a little odd. And I know that it was like very represent- like representative of what she was going through, blah, blah. Just get some breakup bangs, you know? I <laughs> yeah. think I would have rather had Carrie Bradshaw do that. I, I actually watching it. this. I don't know. I started looking at pictures of Sarah Jessica Parker because I was like, has she ever really dyed her hair? Because clearly it's a wig on the show because she didn't want to actually dye her hair. Mm. And I was looking at pictures of her like over time and she has had that same blonde brown ombre her -hmm. entire career, no matter the role, no matter (laughs) the year, no matter the decade. And just like that kind of commitment to one Mm -hmm. hairstyle when you're an actress, Mm got to respect it. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. Um, and then my last low light, because I have to pick something tiny, is that Louise, Jennifer Hudson, leaves Carrie Bradshaw eventually to marry her own man and go live her own life. Carrie's trying to hack into her own email account to look at all the emails that Big has wrote to her and she like blocked from her email account. Anyway, she has to put in a password. It's this like really big moment. She like can't figure out what Louise made as the password. She looks at the keychain and it's this little thing that says love. And then she plugs in love and that works. And I was like, guys, Perfect. feels like we could have done something else more creative here, but or like a more creative password for Louise. That's not very right. Safe. Also, I guess in 2008, you could get away with that. But nowadays it would have to be like love, <laughs> one capital letter, four numbers and a symbol. Six characters. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. It's so true. Um, OK, let's do what's aged the best and the worst. What is the best, Kate? What has aged the best from this movie are the memes. And having never seen this movie, I did not know that some of the memes that I'd seen had come from this movie and not from the show. Namely, the scene where Carrie's wedding falls apart and she like hides in Charlotte's arms and Charlotte over her shoulder points at Big (laughs) and is like, no. And I use that meme all the time. Uh, Wow. And I had never, I did not know that it was from this movie and not from the show. And then also the, um, you know, the meme of Carrie Bradshaw sitting in her computer being like, I couldn't help but wonder. Uh, oh, yeah. The image, the image in recent years that has accompanied that is also from this movie where she has like the fluffy coat on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the memes from this movie have <laughs> they're thriving even keeping today. Keeping it alive. Yeah. Yep. So great. Also aged really well is Brooklyn in this movie made in 2008. Um, they're walking down the street. Carrie is like bragging about the penthouse that Big has purchased. Like, it's like, oh, no big deal. The center of Manhattan, blah, blah, blah. And then Miranda, who's like, uh, we have always been 
like known her as like some sad, like loveless hack, but she's really not. And I'll talk about that later. But anyway, um, Miranda goes, she goes, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You live in real estate heaven and I live in Brooklyn. And Charlotte goes, New York magazine says that Brooklyn is the new Manhattan. And then Miranda's like, whoever wrote that lives in Brooklyn. But guess what? That writer (laughs) at New York magazine was right because Brooklyn is cooler than Manhattan. I feel like at this point. So yeah. Way to go. Um, and then also aged really well is Miranda herself. I just, I don't yeah. know. I watched this at, a, I don't know, like kind of like late teens, maybe early 20s. And then the whole time I was just brought up to believe that Miranda was like the sad one because she had a career and didn't know how to choose between love and her the career that she wanted. She was always working and upset and tired. But no. Miranda has a fantastic career as a lawyer. She's got a full-time job. She's like, has her own income. She has Steve. So she bagged a man. She has a kid. She has help. Like she has a fully functioning, great life. And I kind of am, I feel bad that I was duped for so long. Miranda is not the character that we She preceded the girl boss. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Totally. And we were just like, as women, we're like, no, she's the one you don't want to be. And it's like, actually, no, that's not true. That's right. You're right. Good for her. Good for her. (laughs) <laughs> okay, next in Amelia, what um, aged the best? I think one of the things that has aged the best, I okay, I, I like Big, I, I and obviously I don't know the whole backstory, but um, he brings up a really great point when he's in bed with Carrie and she's like reading a book of all these like famous love letters from important men and she's like, why don't you write me any love letters? And he's like, well... People like Napoleon and Beethoven, they had to write love letters because they were separated by wards and hundreds and hundreds of miles. And yeah, he's completely right. They did have to write love letters because they were separated by like years long wars and a bajillion miles and it being the 1800s. Like, of course, like, duh. Thank you. God, Some at least someone is sensible here. Jesus. Yeah, First of all, Amelia, true. you went through a letter writing phase yourself. So let us not oh, throw true. stones in our glass houses. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> the modern day equivalent of the love letter. What is it? Just like Instagram DMs? I was so. going to say like dick pics. I don't know. <laughs> oh, good. I'm just oh, kidding. God. So maybe we should go back to the love letters. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> okay. Now what's age the worst? Uh, really the one thing in this movie, I was prepared to be like everything aged well. And then... <laughs> Uh, right at the end of the movie, Samantha shows up and she's been going through it. You know, she's had some struggles trying to figure out if she wants to stay with her guy or not. And she shows up in a crop top with a completely normal, if not incredible body for a woman of her age. And the camera zooms in on her stomach, which has like maybe a pooch, if that. A centimeter of a pooch. Like (laughs) literally just like what I get when I like bend over, what any human gets, like just skin. And there's this whole five minutes period where they're like, oh my God, you've gained so much weight. Which first of all, like what the fuck if she has? Great. Like, who cares? Second of all, like she hasn't. So I did not love that whole like fat shaming plot. I thought it was like very out of nowhere and unnecessary. And they did nothing... Nothing to change her appearance whatsoever. She still looked amazing. So yeah. I just, I didn't love that. That didn't age yeah. well. And that was like the big fire alarm for all of them to have an intervention with her. Being like, you have depression. Right. You are in an unhappy relationship. Right. I don't look like that on my best day. So I completely <laughs> agree. It's fucking right. rude. I would fucking love to look like her at that age. So yeah, <laughs> I certainly won't. And then also kind of on that note, something that's aged really poorly is like, Carrie's 40. She's been dating Big and like has been partners with Big for like a very long time and on and off for like 10 years. 
But they see her and Vogue sees her as this like pariah because she's, they call her like the last single girl in New York. Mm-hmm. And she like has a Vogue feature because she like is like an old decrepit woman <laughs> finally getting married when that's like not at all the case. And it just was like oh. really stupid. That's not that, age well. Yeah, that is. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's keep moving. Let's do the MVP. Kate, who's your pick? My pick for MVP is Elizabeth Kelly for her Oscar winning performance. Back when we uh, we did the Magic (laughs) Mike movies, we did the Magic Mike movies on this podcast and she acted like they were the most scandalous things she had ever seen in her entire life. There was like a shadow of a boob and she was like out. I started watching this movie knowing that Sex and the City was on HBO, but like not really knowing what to expect there are more boobs in this movie than there are in Magic Mike. Uh, There is more male nudity in this movie than there is in Magic Mike. Maybe not. Maybe not. But there's a lot. And there's a lot of sex. There's... uh, I did not expect to see any of the main four characters' boobs, which I did. And I just was like, wow, this movie is way, way more explicit than I expected. And Liz Kelly has some explaining to do. So I kind of forgot. I was like, <laughs> when there, um, uh, Samantha spends a lot of the movie thirsting after her neighbor. And there are a lot of really explicit scenes that I kind of yeah. forgot. There's but the show sl- is like that, too. I watched it alone, obviously. It's like you're hide your computer kind of watching. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just I just wanted to. uh I, I just like some warning next time. There's going to be this much thrusting <laughs> in one of our movies. I just want some warning. Well, it is called Sex in the City. I mean, true. Right. I guess I'll be uncomfortable right. by Channing Tatum just like grinding okay. up on someone. That's Fair valid enough. still. Okay. Fair enough. Um, my MVP is female friendship because Aww. it just basically all these women realize that, you know, besides maybe Charlotte, that like, you know, men are great, but like your friends are really incredible. There's this like great line in season four where Charlotte's like, maybe we can be each other's soulmates. And then men can just be like these great, nice guys to have fun with. And I kind of think that's just like a through line for the series, the movies, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And I just feel like, yeah, great. It's like their lives kind of revolve around men and the show was, but Mm -hmm. still they got each other. Um, That's the constant. Love it. I love all the women for various reasons, but I just want to, you know, shout out to Sarah Jessica Parker for kind of becoming her character. I think she was kind of synonymous with Carrie Bradshaw for a while, you know, the whole fashion thing and just New York and she still lives in New York. She still does the fashion thing, whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then also just and because so good for you for building an entire career, you know, off of that character. And also she's just an icon after I watched her on Instagram reacting to that solar eclipse where she was like, Matthew, it's beautiful. Oh my God. I mean, I could watch that video again and again and again and again and never get bored of it. It's just, it's an all time iconic Instagram video from a celebrity. So thank you, she's, Jessica. Barton. Yeah. She's really funny on Instagram. She like signs all of them like XX SJP. And I'm like, everybody knows it's okay. We know that she, you're not having someone run it. Yeah, and I love her. Um, she, her um avatar little icon is like just a, a close up of her eye. It's a little blurry. And you're like, okay, sure, <laughs> sure. She's like a chaotic mom on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's quickly do the lightning round before we move on. Let's pick an outfit MVP. Kate, who'd you pick? My outfit MVP is the insane wedding veil uh, bird. I thought it was like a feather hat thing, but she says very uh, clearly later on that she had an entire bird on her head in her wedding. 
which, you know, if I was big and I was getting out of that car and I saw that my future wife had a bird on her head, like, I don't know what I would do either. So uh, I just love because, you know, the wedding dress is beautiful and she looks beautiful. And actually, the styling choices aren't that crazy in this movie. But I love just like having that one super over the top, like someone would never wear this in real Mm -hmm. life, like little thing thrown in. Mm -hmm. It's really great. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, her styling is obviously and has been the entire time just like the most out there. She gets woken up on New Year's Eve by Miranda being like, I'm alone, like come over. And she rolls out of bed and the outfit that she chooses just to like swing herself to Brooklyn in the middle of the night is a gigantic ankle length fur coat, a sequin beret (laughs) and like white booty heels. And I just really appreciate her commitment to her style even Uh in the dead of the night. It's true. (laughs) Uh, Amelia, what's your pick? You know, I love all of her outfits, but I there was this moment and it was um, Kim Cattrall or Samantha was sitting on her deck looking at her neighbor and she had the biggest fucking hat on I've ever seen in my life. Like this thing was comically huge and she was just like, I don't I don't even know how to like, <laughs> just, it was just huge. It was like, you know, you've seen big sun hats before, but this was like, huge like yeah. never before seen it was like its own planet and like she used it to like cover her face which I thought was kind of nice and it, I don't know it just was like wow that's a, yeah. that's a statement also just a, a huge mood she's just like crushing guacamole watching her hot neighbor like if that's <laughs> not the goal for life I just don't know what is Amelia, I feel like we came to this realization together. Like, I'm going to miss Samantha and that presence in the show so much in this reboot. I'm really bummed. And watching it reminded me. I was like, damn it. This is good. She's so good. Yeah. And they were like good at acting like they were friends. Yeah. I know. Shocked Shocked and upset and hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is this superior to the TV show? I guess... I'm the only one who can speak to this. I don't know why I put that question in there. I'm sorry. It's okay. I put the next one and also like, it wasn't really a good one that gained a lot of traction. So I will say, no, this is not superior to the TV show. Whenever you two want to do like a, a binge mode Sex in the City TV show version, I'll watch it with you. Um, would you guys take back a man who spammed your email with poems from like old dead poets like Big did? Yes or No. no? Absolutely yeah. not. That no. if if a man doesn't know me enough to know that I am strictly <laughs> yeah, inbox, exactly. inbox zero and like <laughs> I don't need any man contributing yeah. to my inbox. Yeah. Uh, I feel like today it would just be like, you know, your like Instagram DM requests. You would just have like, you know, <laughs> 300 unread messages from oh, big yeah. and you'd have to like click in and look. Uh, no, don't spam my inbox. Don't spam me with anything. Just like I agree. Talk it out. Yeah. Bit overwhelming yeah. to look at. Yes. I, I get stressed. And then also no one wanted to take this one. And I think I have a reason why. Let's sort the Tea Time Squad into their Sex in the City counterparts. I don't know why, but no one likes the answer and like playing this game. It's really common. I've done it with friends of all to like college. What do you hear? Let's let's do it this way. I'm sure everyone has done this. If you haven't, just guess. Have you ever taken a quiz or like been told that you are someone? Like what's the answer that you get from the rest of the world? Because I took a quiz twice and I got Miranda both times. See, I I, th- I haven't taken, I've taken like a Harry Potter quiz, you know, but I haven't <laughs> taken like a Sex in the City quiz. I don't know. I just, I, I, but I can take I think one you have and- like, we're all kind of a mash. It's hard to yeah. really, Amelia has like the chaotic Samantha energy, but. Yeah. You know. And Samantha, because like everyone wants to be around Samantha. Samantha's the most fun. Samantha's the one everyone calls at the end of the day when shit goes bad. Like Samantha has the energy that none of those other women have. And I feel like that's Amelia to T. Yeah. The that's keyboard smash energy, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love a good keyboard smash. 
And Kate, you've gotten Miranda before. I can see that too. Which again, not a bad thing. Yeah, Yeah. it's not. It's a good thing. Yeah, I've gotten Charlotte, you know, which is probably not I think Liz and Kaya both have Charlotte Carey energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very Mm -hmm. competent, you know? Yes. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, this isn't Um, the best fit for us. It wasn't as good (laughs) as the, uh, you know, the book book club club sorting that we did. That was much much more accurate. Oh, yeah. God, give that movie a sequel. Um, Yeah, speaking of next week, we're going to do Sex and the City 2, the second, you know, the second movie. So please watch with us. And yeah, that's what's coming up next week. And finally, let's do Tea Time's unanswerable questions. I'm going first. Uh, My question revolves around one person, but this whole production is kind of cursed, so we can touch on it. (laughs) Talking about being the Ricardos, um, which is going to follow like Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz during a week of production for I Love Lucy. A lot of problems. Aaron Sorkin is writing and producing it, which he shouldn't be. Um, And then a lot of casting problems. So I'm going to focus on Nicole Kidman. But before I do, Javier Bardem is cast as Desi Arnaz and Javier Bardem is a Spanish actor. Desi Arnaz is a Oh, Cuban American. And a lot of people are feeling really frustrated that, like, why Hollywood cannot get Latinx representation correct, like, to save mm-hmm. their yeah. life. A really good choice people brought up was Raul Esparza, uh, who mm-hmm. I love on Law and Order SVU. Yeah. <laughs> um, they could have gotten it right. They chose not to. Javier Bardem is not the right fit. And then Nicole Kidman is also <laughs> not the right fit yeah. because I feel like Lucille Ball's persona and comedy is revolved around these, like, big facial expressions and like so much of the comedy revolves in the face and Nicole Kidman can't move her face. Oh my God. And like, I think my question was like, I think I cursed this because remember when we watched the prom and I was like, cast Nicole Kidman and more like comedic (laughs) slapstick fun roles. And I did not mean this. And I'm sorry that I said it because I don't think she's the right fit at all. Yeah. And, um, this was originally supposed to be Kate Blanchett, uh, who I love, obviously. And I'm actually like historically an Aaron Sorkin apologist as a big West Wing fan. And this has been in the works forever. Like he's been trying to get this across the board forever. And I remember mm-hmm. when we first heard about it, I was like, Kate Blanchett doing Aaron Sorkin dialogue, gonna be great. Like no matter how iffy Aaron Sorkin is, like I'm still gonna enjoy it. And then she either dropped out or couldn't do it or whatever. And now Nicole Kidman's here. And I love Nicole Kidman, but the point that, the other point that people have been bringing up is Nicole Kidman's difficulty with accents mm. uh, and Aaron Sorkin's pages and pages and pages of dialogue. And it's not right. like she's going to be doing <laughs> like, you know, a silent or like a subdued performance. It's going to be a ton of dialogue in an accent. And mm-hmm. that's just like not something that she historically can do. So people were like, like how many pages until the Australian accent comes out? Like, <laughs> just and he, I just don't want her to get dragged for this. Yikes. You know, it's just yeah. like it's it's you don't have to do this, Nicole. There are so many other roles. Uh, this feels yeah, like a drag across the her. board. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's worse? Here's here's my unanswerable question. In addition to my next one, what is more miscast, Nicole Kidman as? I love Lucy or Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. <laughs> uh, gonna go with Kristen Stewart as Princess I, Diana. I, I, I'm sorry. Still <laughs> yeah, I think it's still her. <laughs> so, you know, maybe they'll come out around the same time and Nicole uh, will just ha- will just be like, well, look at this. Uh, one will bury the other. Um, okay, yeah. what's your other unanswerable question? Then? My unanswerable question is, are Tamagotchis coming back? <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about wow. sea, sh- sea shanties. 
And apparently the other <laughs> thing sparking joy on the internet, according to Angela Lashbook for Debugger, is Tamagotchis. Apparently people in quarantine, you know, we talked about nostalgia. You know, we kind of went back into Twilight and like people are revisiting the things that like sort of brought them very simple joy when they were younger. And apparently Tamagotchis are one of those things. People are sort of bringing them back and like taking care of them again in quarantine. And I don't know. Did you guys ever have Tamagotchis when you were younger? Hell yeah. They were super big. Yeah, they were like, there were different brands. I remember the Giga Pets were like the really cool (laughs) brand and Mm. I never got one and I just like, I'm still pissed to this day. So yeah, I have to Those things are hard to keep alive, right? They were. I have a super vivid memory of being in a fifth grade class. I can literally see it. And someone's Tamagotchi was beeping in their backpack and the teacher walked over and like let it die in front of us because we didn't want them in the classroom. And we were all like absolutely horrified that she had killed this person's Tamagotchi. We were like, this is unforgivable. And like, clearly, if I still remember it, you know, however many years later. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. I I honestly would be into uh, getting a Tamagotchi. I feel like I just need that like little sense of accomplishment, you know, like, oh, I fed my Tamagotchi. Like I did something today. I'm taking care of another being. Yeah, I agree. Right. Better than so, a pet for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Lastly, Amelia, what's uh, your question? Yes. Yeah, so um, Katy Perry, the pop star, as you may know, obviously, she has done gaming collaborations before. She famously collaborated with The Sims. And there's like a video of her online speaking <laughs> or singing in Simlish like yeah. last Friday night. And she's like, Yarby, Gibi, Gobble, Goops. It's really funny. Um, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's a really good one. It's a good video. Um, I highly suggest looking it up. And then she, she recently announced just the other day that she is going to be collaborating with Pokemon for um, its 25th anniversary. They're doing some new music program. They don't really know. They haven't really released a bunch of information, but, you know, she's like, hey, I love Pikachu. What up? So (laughs) that's that's what she's doing, you know, because I don't know if she is even singing anymore, to be honest, because she's doing a lot of these collaborations. (laughs) This might be her main source of money, which to that I say stream smile. Let her know (laughs) that we are listening to her music. Okay, it's a good album. Oh. We need a cut of something from her, Amelia. I swear <laughs> to God. I feel like she should instead be a voice on an animated movie. And if she wants Ooh. to like lend herself to a creative project that doesn't have to deal with like the music industry, just be a voice on like Angry Birds 4. I feel like that would be easier <laughs> than especially yeah. Pokemon. I don't know. Maybe well, not. she was a Smurf. She was Smurfette time. in the Smurf Well, movie. there you go. Lean in. So, yeah. But what gaming like uh brand do you think she should collab with next like should uh, she have like her own princess peach like line or something she or, oh, she know? should collab with tamagotchi i hear they're coming Ooh, back honestly <laughs> i would be, you know what she actually would be perfect i think that's a great idea katie katie gotchi i don't know i hope that's not a word already yeah <laughs> pretty good kate you know just spitballing here oh my <laughs> goodness good. okay let's wrap this one up Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. Thank you, Zoe Simmons, for joining this week. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Waterman. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.